If there was one more song that I had to write If there was one more fight that I had to fight One more dream that I could dream If there was one more kiss that I could steal If there was one more scene that my eyes could see If there was one more place that I'd rather be If I had one more day on the open cold Just one more place that I could go Just one more night to be with you. One more time, good times. If there was one more chance that I could see. If there was one more song that I could sing. Just one more gift that I could.
You're listening to Irish Radio Canada's Home and Abroad, and today we're going to talk music, and we're going to be chatting with Ben Reel, and that was Ben you just heard with the track from his new album. And uh, I've had some of Ben's music in the library now for a number of years, and we've been sharing it there. So, uh, what we're looking at in the Don't Fight It Baby was that track, and all the uh, music we're going to share with you today Ben has penned himself. Ben is uh, north of Ireland and has been in the industry and in the music business for a long time, but we'll let Ben tell you all about that. He has done some work in Nashville and uh, has a very, I'd have to say, varied sound that it's not just one style. Uh, it could be there's blues in there, there's some country in there, there's folk in there, there's uh, a, a mix uh, and oftentimes what you could say is you get a lot of artists and they end up being categorized by a particular style. They're country and Irish, and that's it. Or, But I couldn't say that about Ben. Ben, welcome to the, the program. Thank you very much, Austin. Nice to be, nice to be here. So uh, you've just uh, launched a new album. Uh, what is this? Yes. No, number what? 15, it's number 11. Number, number 11. 11, yeah. Um, when did you get into the industry? When did you get into business? Well, since since I left school, really, you know, uh, I formed my first band, a uh, band called Promised Land, when I was 17. So I've been at it, yeah. So that was 1989. <laughs> so uh, that's a long time ago. And But uh, we kind of, uh, yeah, had a, had a band, and, and uh, with the band kind of broke up around 96, 97, and then it kind of fizzled out. And, but then I started my as solo career as Ben Reel. I released my first album in 1999. So that was the, the first record, you know. So uh, I decided to go uh, solo because uh, the band thing, whenever you've only a quarter to say, uh, uh, you know, I, I had to be the dictator. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and what was your musical draw? Like growing up when you were, um, who would have been your influences? Well, of course, you know the Beatles were Beatles records in the house, but then uh, probably the, the the catalyst was I I went to uh, to see Bruce Springsteen in in 1985 in Slane Castle. This was a uh, you know it was the, probably the biggest concert in Ireland ever. Uh, it was 120,000 people at it, and I was only 13, and uh, my mother wasn't going to allow me to go to the concert because it was you know such a big some a big crowd. But I saved up the pennies myself, bought the ticket myself, and. Showed my mother a ticket and said, "I'm going, and you're not stopping me." So, uh, my my older brother had to take me, and uh, uh, that was it. That was a life changing moment. It was kind of like the uh, you reach a moment that I says, "Right, I want to do what that guy's doing," you know. And that's when I started to learn how to play the guitar. Right. So you know, the music industry is a tough industry to break into, and it's a tough industry to rely on for your livelihood. Uh, yeah, you know, you go to Bruce Springsteen. He's there at the pinnacle. He's one of the ones that doesn't need to worry about where the next dollar is coming from. Exactly. Uh, yeah. So to make a decision to say that's the direction I want to go, that must have taken a little bit of convincing to the parents. Yeah, they weren't too convinced that the uh, you know because uh, you know I didn't really have much interest in school. You know, I was just interested in music. Or, or, and uh, and even when I left school, you know, it was like yeah. Uh, it, the parents at, at first they weren't, yeah, they were saying, you know, well, you have to get a real job, you know, and uh, 
But uh, you know, as as the years went by, my parents then realised that you know the scene that was what was doing okay. You know, then they they became very supportive. You know, but yeah, it's like I, I'm an independent artist. Like uh, I do it all myself. I'm my own booker. I'm my own manager. I'm my own label. I have my own studio. I uh, so I do all the most of the recording myself as well. Apart from I did record in Nashville as well, but. Um, so I am kind of uh, self-dependent, you know, which is great, you know. It's great to have your own studio and stuff, you know. So in many ways, you're a one-man band with backers. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, that's it. I, I'm self-employed. I've, you know, I've nobody to answer to. I don't have to answer to a record company, which is great. I can, I can do put out whatever music I want to. You know, it's like uh, I'm my own boss, which. I could never. I remember when I was working, I could never work with anybody. So maybe that's the the the, the key. <laughs> uh, when I talked to earlier on about your varied style, um, you know, I listen. I was listening to a track from uh, one of the previous LP uh, albums. Uh, I think it was You People, and yeah. you, you know, here it was a, a political, very uh, um, and nearly uh, Caribbean style. Yeah, well, it's uh, a reggae song, probably. It was a uh, well, I was uh, I actually co-write that song with a guy, a guy called Rainbow George, and uh, the song is actually about making politicians history. Yeah, <laughs> such a noble cause. But, and uh, well, he asked me to do, he asked me to do it in a reggae style, like with the Bob Marley. So I wanted to do it with the Bob Marley spirit. And uh, I mean, funny when I recorded that song, it was recorded on a on a, a desk in London where. Uh, where Bob Marley recorded his Exodus album, so it had a story behind that song, you know. Um, so the current album, uh, eleven tracks that uh, you've just launched. Um, I presume some of this is the work that you would have been doing during COVID. Yeah, but eight of the songs were was uh, was songs I wrote during COVID. Yeah, uh, three of the songs was actually uh, I I'd actually written and record for a previous album in 2018, Land of Escape, but they, they didn't fit on that album, but they fit the work on this record. But yeah, uh, as I said, most of the album is about, um, you know, reflection and looking back. Um, it's kind of, a, you know, taking stock, you know, and, and uh, I just turned 50 as, over in that period as well, you know, so it was kind of like a, you know, taking a pause and and uh, looking back at your life, you know, and uh, a lot of the album is very reflective, you know, like that. You know? So if we take a pause at the moment and reflect on the second track, what should we play? Okay, so you played the Don't Fight It Baby first, was it? Yep. Okay, well, well maybe the title track this time, uh, a song called Come A Long Way. And do you want to give us a little bit of the backstory on that? Or have we yeah, just well, been, have we just been hearing it? Yeah, you just really heard the, the the synopsis there on that song. Yeah, come a long way. It's kind of looking back. It, it, it does look back uh, in the area where I, where I where I grew up, which was in South Armagh, uh, in the north of Ireland. And, and of course, uh, you know we, you know I grew up during the troubles. You know, so um, it wasn't it wasn't normal. No, normal uh, upbringing, you know. So it kind of reflects on a, a lot. Looks, back, this song looks a lot, lot back on that. It mentions uh, the area where I, where I grew up, you know. So yeah, you get you get the idea. We're chatting with Ben Reid. We'll be back with you after this. 
I've come a long way with a heavy price to pay. Oh, I'll keep chipping away until my dying day. I've come a long way. That's all I have to say. I'll do it my own way, and I'll keep digging it to my grave. So many winding roads, I've roamed through many lands. I got shipwrecked on your shore. You took me by the hand. I've come a long way from the dark days of yesterday. Since 1971, 50 years around the sun, I've come a long way to finally see peace on that side. All those troubles behind us, witness through the eyes of a child. There was some bad days with black clouds, and the sun looking shining true. You can't get used to living in the shadows. A fear of losing you. I've come a long way. You're listening to Irish Radio Canada's Home Abroad and we're chatting with Ben Reel about his career and his music and uh, we heard there um, come a long way. And Ben, um, you mentioned the Troubles and growing up in South Armagh. Um, you couldn't but have been affected by that as a human being. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, it was how, normal, yeah. 
How would you, you know, say it has impacted on you as an individual? Yeah, well, I think, uh, uh, you know, when you were growing up, you just, t- you, you know, you thought it was, you just got on with everyday life. You thought it was normal, you know. And uh, I didn't realize that I wasn't living a normal life until I, I met my, my wife and I'd moved to the Castle Blaney, which is just basically nine miles across the border in County Monaghan. And then I realized, oh my God, this is a different world down here. It's like, uh, you know, such a relaxed atmosphere. And uh, because in South Armagh, yeah, the people, you know, during the Troubles, you were living with your backs up against the wall. You were living, there was a tenseness, a paranoia, you know, it was, uh, so, you know, that's the way, that's the way I was brought up. And it took a while, it took a long time to, uh, to relax, you know, it wasn't until until the peace until peace came that you know experienced um, what normal life should be like, you know, and it it did take a while to. My wife used to have to she kind of helped change me and kind of diffuse that uh, that tenseness and uh, kind of paranoia that they carried around with you all, you know. It was a strange one, yeah. I so think it, everybody. It, so in many ways, it's a kind of a post-traumatic. You would have, you couldn't but have suffered from post-traumatic. Yeah, and I think I think everybody in Northern Ireland would tell you the same. You know, I think uh, everybody was affected by it some way. You know, some relative maybe, or we were all uh, affected by it. You know, one way or the other. As they said, you know, remember uh, they said the time of the nine eleven uh, tragedy, the twin terrors came down. They reckon that I heard a story that. Any people that was from Northern Ireland got out because as soon as they heard the first bang, they knew to run. It was just an instinctive thing to get out. Uh, it was, it was, it's a weird, weird story, you know, but uh, I can uh, I can imagine because you were kind of hardwired. Once you heard something, uh, you knew that it wasn't good and run, you know, get out, you know. Yeah. Uh, ben, in some of your writings, there's a very spiritual aspect comes through. Yeah, you know, it's, uh, yeah, the songs go deep, you know, like I always wanted, to, uh, that's the way I, I kind of always was was hardwired to, to write, you know, especially from, you know, from my heroes, you know, like Springsteen and Neil Young and Bob Dylan and stuff like, so, you know, I was always uh, interested in, in 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 going going deep with, with the lyrics, you know, and uh, I suppose, uh you know, searching for the, searching for answers and searching for the meaning of life. You know, again, it's and and I like to bring that message to, you know, the people as well. You know, to but I think there's uh, there's always a little glimmer of light to my songs as well. You know, at the end of the tunnel. <laughs> Do you feel exposed when you get up on stage to perform your own work like this? And that, yeah, because in many ways, when you write particularly if it's something like spirituality or there's a lot of pain in it, you're, you're leaving yourself very um, vulnerable. Yeah, well, you know, uh, I guess I don't really think about it much now. You know, I'm so used to, you know, used to performing live, you know, so it's like, uh, um, it's kind of second nature to me now at this stage. So, you know, you just uh, go out there and do your thing and hope people, people will connect with, you know, like it and 
again, because you don't fit into a, a box, and given that you're away from Castle Blaney and that's big Tom country. Um, yeah, <laughs> that's right, yeah. You know, there is this tendency, particularly in the music industry, to categorize people. So does that present you with a challenge? Yeah, well, it's probably um, probably my, my own worst enemy because uh, I can't be put in the box, you know, because uh, I guess that what I would call myself is, is roots rock, you know, because it kind of roots rock. If you if you the likes of uh, I think Neil Young or Springsteen as I said or Bob Dylan or they they're kind of you know you can't categorize them either like you know if you think of or even uh, Van Morrison's music because um, you know you even take Springsteen's music he's he's one of he he's went through a lot of genres you know from his early stuff was kind of soul and funky to then moved you know he's went from rock to Americana to he touches a country and parts of his music as well. So, you know, I, I, I guess it's, yeah, Roots Rock, Americana, you know. Uh, but, yeah, I, I know in, in a music industry world, they like to put you in a box, you know, and call you, label you something, you know. But uh, I, I don't, I wouldn't like to be put in a box and having to do just the same genre all the time, you know, because I'm influenced by so much music. I'm influenced, I love black music. I love uh you know, soul and blues from, and I love rock and to to Americana. So it's you know, I even love jazz. You know, as you say, and the occasional injection of reggae also. You know, so right. you know, I, I don't like to be. I wouldn't like to be limited to you know, to a, to a certain brand. You know. So Ben, is the festival season uh, important to you? Because I know at this time of the year, it's uh, from one festival to another. Uh, and I, I know for a lot of you guys, that's literally where you get your exposure to a big audience. Ah, oh, yeah, that's yeah, that's there's be uh, plenty of festivals going on around Ireland at the minute, you know. Um, but uh, we're, we're, sometimes we we get uh, we get put into the kind of blues festival circuit stuff, you know, even though we're not. All it blues, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a funny one, but uh, yeah, but the the festival season's good to get out and about, yeah, the summertime. Well, yeah, because I know the blues fest is on here just at the moment, and I like Shania Twain was performing at blues fest. I'm thinking Shania's yeah. not blues, so I know, yeah. I know that the the program people tend to kind of have taken a wider latitude when it comes to some of these things. Yeah, like sometimes we play in the Cork Jazz Festival, and you know we're not jazz, and there's a lot of the bands. It's it's hard to find any jazz at the Cork Jazz Festival. To tell you the truth, and we're also playing. I'm playing a festival in 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 Holland, which is the Harlem Jazz and more. And yeah, I don't see much jazz at it. You know, so yeah, I know I know where you're coming from. Yeah, because when I mentioned Shania Twain and you're like, I listened there to a Loretta on my mind, and I'd nearly say, "There's that's nearly country." Yeah, well, that that's definitely a country song. I'm hoping uh, Daniel O'Donnell will pick up on it and maybe cover it, or some big country artist, and, and make me a few shillings, you know. Right, right. <laughs> maybe what we should do here is play Loretta on on my mind to give it a, a slight variety. Yeah, yeah, of course, yeah, yeah. And give, what give was the a... what was the inspiration there? Well, look, the the woman, Lady Loretta, was uh, my brother's mother-in-law, and uh, I was actually in tour in Germany 
when she passed away. So I, I knew I wasn't going to make the wake and I wasn't going to make the funeral. So the best thing I could do, I actually wrote, the, the night she passed away, I wrote the song and I sent it on my, I recorded my phone and I sent it to my brother and his wife the night when they were at the wake and they played it at the wake. So they were really, you know, touched and delighted that, you know, I don't think there was a dry a dry eye in the house, you know, when they heard it, you know. So uh, it was the, the the only thing I could do. And, uh, yeah, it's kind of... Um, and, I, and this, it, for some reason, I thought it really fitted with this this album, you know. So, I, yeah. So this is Loretta on my mind from Ben's new album. And uh, we are chatting with Ben Real. And his album is uh, currently available. Uh, we'll tell you where you can get it and some of the details when we come back. Another light has gone out in this world tonight But there's a new star in heaven shining bright You can see her in the sky when you're out in the countryside She catches my eye the red on my mind She was a Belfast girl The finest you'd ever see She had a great big smile Time for everyone she'd meet When the troubled times came She gave only love and peace more in heaven tonight, Loretto on my mind. They said the Lord Star will guide you to Bethlehem. But there's a new star that will lead you straight to Listen to Irish Radio Central on the Broadway channel about this new album, and 
and uh, he has come a long way and that's the title of the album and that was Loretta on my mind Loretta on my mind uh, Ben, uh, first of all where can people get their hands on the album if they'd like to? Well the best place to go is straight to the man himself uh, cut out the middle man and come straight to my website which is uh, benreel.com b-e-m-r-e-e-l.com so uh, you can get it there and you can get the physical copies there you can order it online and you can send it, ship it anywhere in the world. And uh, you can get all the previous albums there as well and uh, T-shirts, whatever, uh, all the merch is available there. And, of course, it is it's it is available on Spotify and, uh, you know, iTunes and Apple Music and, all, and, and any other platform, all the digital platforms yeah. as well. You know. But preferably go directly to yourself because at least then um, you get the lion's share of it as distinct from the other way around where the lion gets the share um, well that's it yeah <laughs> and uh, <laughs> the other thing then of course if somebody wants a digital copy um, they can get that through your website also you can also you can you can buy a download from the from the from the website as well yeah benroom.com yeah. yeah um on the canadian side of it have you have been over here at all or have you had the opportunity to Tour. Um, yeah, I'd love to. Unfortunately, I've never been in Canada ever in my life. You know, I've been over to the states a few times. You know, and uh, of course, uh, uh, yeah. But it's it's on my bucket list. Yeah, definitely, yeah. I have to get over. And um, so, if there's any if there's any promoters listening there and wants to bring Ben Real over to Canada, give give me a shout. There go to my go. website. <laughs> you never know because uh, you know as we mentioned earlier on there you had been at Folk Alliance and if you do get back over there that is always the venue as you know where the uh, programme directors and all the festival directors tend to uh, mingle and mix and look for talent for the, the future years um, while you have this on uh, just out the door I know as a creative artist uh, one doesn't go out the door but you have something and you're working feverishly probably on the next one or do you take yeah, a break? Well, do you don't take well, a break? Do you? Well, funny. Um, I I have the next one kind of half recorded, yeah. Uh, and uh, I'll probably will get stuck into it now, try and finish it off, or try and get working at it in, in the coming months. So, I'm actually maybe planning to release it next year. You know, so it's uh, so I was uh, I kind of had a backlog of creative stuff, you know, because it was such a creative period during lockdown because. Uh, so I have a kind of a backlog of music that I have to release, you know. <laughs> but you are not alone in that format. So consequently, and it's what I said to a few other people, is that you're at a time coming out of COVID, the market, there was nearly a glut. So it actually yeah. makes it even that more challenging for you. Well, that's it. There's so many albums out there. I was uh, speaking about, the, you know, uh, RT, you know, the the, the national radio here, uh, RT, and I was wondering, you know, wasn't it getting as much air, airplay? But the reason is, is because there's so many albums being released. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Because I know I listen to RT regularly and I'm just constantly proud. I'd have to, I'm kind of proud of the quality of the, the music that comes out of Ireland. And again, having attended Folk yeah. Alliance International and met uh, the generation of artists that are up and coming it's certainly oh, it's, a prolific oh it's phenomenal it's phenomenal and uh, the you know it's very very high standard you know very there's a lot of great irish artists around at the minute yeah yeah then we're going, we're going to have to wrap up 
It's been a real okay. pleasure chatting with you. We'll leave the listener with one more. And um, I was wondering, would should should we leave them with the finish line? Uh, it's up to you. Uh, your call, Austin. Yeah. Yeah. Because what's the what's the finish line about? Yeah. Well, it was kind of just like a blues gospel kind of. Uh... You know, it was kind of a, just a, a kind of a fun song about uh, some guy who was a <laughs> a big sinner who was search, searching for redemption at, after uh, at the end of the line where he, you know, when he was coming near the finish line, his his literally like a yeah, uh, his his soul was that black. He he was uh, trying, just going for redemption at the end, you know. <laughs> Uh, good one for us to wrap up on Ben Ben it's been a real pleasure chatting and again if you want to find Ben he has his website out there give the coordinates again Ben yeah benreel.com e-e-n-r-e-e-l dot com and thanks for taking the time it's been a real pleasure and this is from the new album and it's called The Finish Line I've been a Trump I've been a gambler my soul's as black is the Boston Strangler I want to repent I'm a steer My closing time Help me Jesus Cross the finish line I left my woman My little boy of two I've been with all the hoes Down on Seven Avenue I want to repent I was near my closing time Lord of mercy on my soul at the finish line I was born a loser Gonna die a sinner But the last show of the dice I could turn up a winner I wanna repent Now it's near my closing time Help me, Jesus, across the finish line. Oh, yeah, Jesus across the finish line.